Hey, hello, I'm Ange Miller, artist and passionate creative. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to my podcast. It is my joy and passion to remind you of your unique creative value and voice and empower you to your creative unfurling. Because now more than ever, we need to spread a creative contagion that lifts us to our feet, beckons us to spread our wings. The thermals are calling. So whether you feel ready or not, this is what you're built for, my friend, because you are actually the art. Hey there, podcast number two. Welcome. So in this episode, I'm going to open for discussion the idea of finding your style, your art style. And This is something that comes up probably more than anything else, just in my experience, us being confused about our style, desperately wanting to find our style, loving other people's styles. Why is this such a big issue? It's huge. And I know for me, Wanting to see my style was a real driving force in us. I'd say like the first 10, 15 years of doing art, that was a real motivator for me. I want to see this. I want to see what I'm made of. And dabbling in all kinds of different mediums and uh, different art styles, you know, looking at abstract and portraiture and keeping it scribbly, making it tight and precise, all different kinds of things. And I think this is key. But first of all, let's just come back to the question, why is this so important? Why is finding your style such a a huge thing? (laughs) Because It has everything to do with our identity. (laughs) Finding our style is finding ourselves. This is why it's so crucial, you know. This is why it just, it's so frustrating and we feel so much weight around it because finding your style is going to be about finding you (laughs) because you are the art. You are the expression, your experiences, your delights, your loves. It's so much bigger than any one medium or any one look. You know, this is finding you. And this is why it feels so impactful uh, when we think that we don't have a style and where do I start? And it feels like we sit with this question for so long and in lots of ways it can be very demotivating and discouraging when you feel like you don't have a style and nothing seems to be cohesive and uh, there's a lot of value or idea of our own value wrapped up in that too. But this is why we long for it so, you know, this is why it frustrates the heck out of us to not know it and why it means so much to be recognized by others, for other people to say, I could tell that was yours. I love your style. 
You know, that's such an affirming thing to hear. And, yeah, it's all about finding you. It's it's why it breaks your heart to feel like you don't have a style and other people do. This idea of being excluded. And really, I would say that if you're feeling confused about not having a style, ask other people, you know, listen, see if there's something that you may be missing because you're just too close to your work. Or it could be a case of just not doing enough. You know, if your art practice has been sporadic and not very consistent, then you probably couldn't expect to see cohesion. You wouldn't expect to see uh, a lot developing, you know what I mean? So giving yourself enough experiences with grace, allowing yourself plenty of experiences. And look, I'm just, I'm thinking about kids, you know, I'm thinking about how do you um, enrich the childhood of, of your children? It's by giving them lots of experiences where there's no loading to come up with anything, to come out with anything, to, you know, for anything to come of it apart from you experiencing this and just see what happens. Just be purely present in that childlike search mode, the discovery mode and the response. And coming back to that consistently, having a rich search that's full of curiosity, full of wonder, discoveries, collect those discoveries, make it a habit to notice what it is that piques your interest. And this is across the board. This is not just in your art or other people's art or art in general. It's just everything that you look at, everything that piques your interest. Anything that calls to you that you feel that chemical reaction of like, whew, there's something going on here. I love it. What is it? Why do you love it? What is it about this thing? Is it, is it a pattern? Is it a color combination? Is it oh, just putting words to that and collecting all of these things together somehow, you know, having a Pinterest board or whatever, if you love, you know, actually printing things out or cutting them out or sticking them somewhere on a wall, that's really powerful. I think collections, especially when you're collating all these wonderful, intriguing uh, things that that you love, that appeal to you, collecting them all together and having them all together as a, a resounding um, expression of beauty that is all tied together by you. So what do you love? And if you think wider than art, think about everything. What do you love? And I think it helps to sit down and just brainstorm all the different words, foods. Do you love tea? What flavor of tea? How do you like it made? What's your favorite thing to do in the morning? Uh, what's your favorite season? What do you love to do in that season? You know, and really 
pushing into why, 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 why do you love it? What is it about this that you love? So much, much bigger than a medium or a look. Zoom right out because I think when we're up too close, that's when we get all confused. Nothing seems to fit, doesn't seem to make sense. There's all these pieces that don't have cohesion and then we feel kind of (laughs) discouraged that we can't see anything and I'm not sure what to do with all these pieces. (laughs) If you just zoom right out, it's all held together by you and you are worthy of an expression. You are worthy of love. You are worthy to have uh, experiences that all come together and end up with some kind of message, a witness. And what is that? What is your witness? What do you love? So I guess it's important to think too, like what would stop us from seeing our style and developing it? What would be that powerful to impede us seeing our style, seeing ourselves and developing? (laughs) The same thing over and over again. It's judgment, fear, judgment. (laughs) You know this. As soon as you know you're going to be measured and judged and uh, graded, it changes your experience, right? It completely changes everything because instead of just being immersed in that pure experience of what's happening in front of you, what's unfurling and how do I feel about it? What do I notice? Now you've got to, you know, use up some of your resource, your brain to be thinking, how am I going to be measured? How is this going to be perceived? Is someone else going to see the value of what I'm doing or is it not clear enough? Is it going to be missed? Do I need to try something else in order to be seen a certain way? You know, and I think this really messes with us, especially when it's early on in your journey. If you're not feeling like you've got a cohesive, recognizable style that you can really feel like it's you, you know, it's you coming together and I'm excited for this, then that that fear of judgment or even just that... That idea of judgment, of being measured, taking up space in your brain is so unhelpful. It's not beneficial, not at all. And I think, yeah, it it really just moves into comparison and feelings of inadequacy or even pride, you know, this prideful energy which um, you, you know that it's pride when it's lifting you up while pushing others down, you know, or, or pushing others down in order to elevate yourself in your own head. That's pride. It's all part of this judgment. It's all BS. <laughs> so to, to come away from that, we, we really have to work at forgetting all about being perceived by anyone else at all. You know, forget all about that. And if there's anything that's pulling you back into that fear of judgment, Yeah, make a note of that. 
and just don't go there for a while. Like if that's social media for you, then just don't go there for a while. This is so worth coming home to. This is everything. Because like I said, this is this is you finding you. So coming back to yourself, coming back to the simple truth, the simple search, coming back to love, applying mercy to this search, because buried in the deepest part of you is outrageously rare treasure. And if, you know, this is in you, if you're human, you have it. If you are human, you have it. And it's the simple search and allowing ourselves opportunity for a reaction. It's, it's like a chemical reaction. You know, running things past your eyes, experiencing it all, collecting all that gives this reaction. So thinking in terms of colour, texture, subject, line, tone, shape, composition, size, the emotional representation, like how does it all feel and what's precious to you? What's, um, you know, this can also be seasonal because what, what really calls to you and what's precious to you right now might not be the same in a couple of years. And that's okay. It's all right. You don't have to pin anything down. I think this is another thing that judgment does. It's like, it's got to be this one thing and it's, it's all kind of set in stone and there's no, you can't, change and develop and expand, which is just not organic. Like you're organic. We are organic. So we've got to expect that things will shift and, you know, you'll, you might reiterate on a theme or you might go in a totally different direction and it's all fine. It's all completely welcome as long as it's your authentic expression and your authentic search. So start putting language to the feelings and the reactions. What does this speak to me? If it's abstract art, you know, what, what's the vibe here? How would I describe it with emotive language? How is it making me respond? What do I love about this? What do I love about this? Come back to the simplicity of what do I love? Because really this is coming back to you. You don't have to come up with anything. You don't have to fabricate anything. You just need to come back to you. Re, um, re-establish the purity of just what is. It already is. You don't have to come up with anything. And for this to be you know, re-established and developing an emotion, that's you expanding. This is everything. This is growth. <laughs> this is really the heart of what it means to be a unique individual, you know, <laughs> and then to know yourself and be known by others, to know others, you know, to to, to know and be known and to see and be seen. This is what we are missing. This is what we are missing. And what has stopped this from happening is judgment. 
It's judgment and coming under a measure and all this division that happens inside of us and just in our community, all this division, all this cutting up and dissecting and measuring, 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 it is crazy just how tired we are without really even knowing it. Because until you work in a different way, you don't realize the load you're carrying under this measure. You don't realize how worn down you are by all this measuring and all this not knowing and not being known and not seeing and not being seen. We are fatigued from this because <laughs> the symptoms are depression, anxiety, dysfunction, fighting with each other, arguing, not, you know, not having support or supporting other people. Um We've, we've just been cut off from all this richness that we could have if we were just all, you know, at home in ourselves and coming alive and extending that grace and mercy to ourselves in our search without judgment. It's not time to judge because we're still processing. You know, this is the thing. You don't judge a chef's meal while it's mid-process, you wouldn't come up and do the taste testing mid-process, right? <laughs> it's just silly. You would need to allow that chef all the space and time that they need to do their thing, to allow flavors to develop and the food to cook and all that kind of thing. This is a really important factor in your experience of their food. So why would you come um, halfway through and, you know, just apply that, that judgment and that measure. It's just, it doesn't make sense. So why do we do it to ourselves? Why? It's fear. It's this, this hold of fear and trauma from being judged. These experiences of being judged that are stacked up in our subconscious. No, and if you go way back, so much of it happens at school. Not measuring up. Experiences that leave you feeling inadequate. And this absolutely breaks my heart. It's just, it's not necessary. But the good thing is that it's not the end. You know, while we're still breathing, while we have this time now to allow ourselves grace and mercy to experience and build again, that thing, that part of you, that treasure, it's not gone. It's still there. It's totally, totally still there and it's all doable. You know, it's just waiting for you to give it that opportunity, you know, and consistent opportunity like any growing thing needs. And it feels awkward. And I think it's good to expect it not to feel good. <laughs> it's beneficial to expect the, um, the awkwardness of sitting with a whole lot of pieces that don't seem to fit together. It feels a bit jumbled and you feel like you're in disarray and you may, may not be certain which way to go next with your searching but just be encouraged that whatever you're doing, as long as you've got that, that mercy on yourself for searching and for processing, whatever you're doing is going to be feeding this, this visual 
data bank of expression that's building inside of you. Every single thing you look at and everything that you do, um, this is when I need to look at my notes. <laughs> yeah, it's an ongoing thing and you might spend a good long time where you feel like you're not getting anywhere, you know, and it's okay. We've got to expect that too. But I think it's this resolving to wait it out, to, to work consistently, faithfully, knowing that at some stage you will see something come together. You absolutely will as long as you just keep showing up. <laughs> this is faith. I love it. So for a good long while, just saturate yourself with loads of experiences. Um, that means everything. Like look at nature. What do you love? Collect it all together. Write about it. What do you love? What calls to you? Um, looking at all the art, you know, museum art and art on social media and how do you experience this? What do you love? And then obviously coming to your own practice, your own actions in your studio time and allowing yourself, again, lots of different kinds of experiences, not trying to hone in on any one thing too soon. If it's calling to you, then follow it, you know, hone in on it. But answer that call. This is authenticity. Answer the call that's that's already there inside of you um, as a response to whatever you've been looking at. Russell, Russell, with my notes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this um, for a few days actually all week and just, yeah, compiling in my own mind what's important about this because when we think about finding our style, it's a lot of the time it's presented in a way that is commercial. Like it's important for you to find your style so that you've got a recognizable style so that people want to buy your work. Like they, they can trust in your work because there's a continuity there. Right. Um, and, and we kind of, I think we put the cart before the horse. If you haven't had this really rich time in developing yourself in process, so that your, um, your hold on your aesthetic and the way that you show up with aesthetic is firm. There's a firm foundation there. Then by all means, you can get all commercial and you can, you can go in and, and hash out a particular look because that's been what's calling to you. That's what you've developed in your authenticity, in your process and your search. Just don't, don't try to do that too soon, you know? <laughs> And I think you could probably sense whether you're ready for that or not by whether criticism affects you in a demotivating sort of a way. If someone's criticism of your work is just shutting you down, making you question everything and feel like you want to quit, then you've probably come into it too soon. You need to go back to the digging. You've got to go back to the digging and the searching and the discoveries because when you've got a really rich foundation of discoveries 
in your own digging, it won't matter what people say. It won't matter what anyone says because you are so completely devoted and in love with your expression that's building and forming. It's unstoppable. So this is what you need. (laughs) This is the foundation that you need to be standing on in order to, you know, get commercial with your art and focus on sales and focus on, um, yeah, all all the stuff that comes with commercialization of art. I'm not saying that commercializing your art is a bad thing. It's great. It's great to have that, you know, that extra income and be able to work as a career at this, but don't come at that too soon because that will actually affect and probably be quite destructive in the end and not sustainable for your own search, your own developing authentic search. So I think coming back to the truth of your your unique mechanism, you know, you are a receiver, a processor, and a transmitter. That's that's a, a beautiful function that you have as a human. There's information coming in that you receive in a unique way. You notice particular things about it that other people may miss. This is beautiful. This is valuable. This is to be celebrated. Then you're processing that information. What what do you make of it? You know, you might have certain inputs that relate that are coming together that you process. And then when you you transmit it, there's an output. It's this beautiful composition of everything that's come in and, and your unique processing. And then you've got your own unique way of transmitting it too. Do you see how powerful this is? This is beautiful. And you have it because you're human. And and come back to that. Come home to that. It's already there. You don't have to come up with anything. It's already there. (sighs) It's a big one. And I'd say we'll talk on this more often because this is just like anything amazing. It's just the tip of the iceberg. But just for today, in summing up, I think that finding your style, which is the same as finding yourself, is something that we'll never get to the end of. So just resolving to, you know, to commit to that ongoing search, knowing that each discovery is in itself uh, its own breakthrough. So really you're just working breakthrough to breakthrough with lots of rest in between. Rest is so crucial because you you can't recognize things or expect a solid, you know, processing or, or transmission if you're flogged. You know, you've got to look after yourself, extend that mercy, extend that grace. It's just, yeah, love. That love is key. Uh, You can expect flip-flopping, irregularity, expect to take wild risks. And every time you show your art, if you're wanting to do that, expect it to to not be seen. You know, you kind of need to be okay with that and just find a way to, um, yeah, like see your social media like if you have an Instagram feed and 
that's that can be a difficult thing in itself and probably something else that would be worth doing a podcast on um but just seeing your your feed just as like a journal you know this is my journey this is my discovery this is how i felt about it this is what i think is worth um recording rather than that being this big presentation you know this measuring up which just you know you're still under judgment if you're coming at it like that and it's not sustainable and you'll get so much more out of it if you come at it in a way that is honoring your unique expression and your unique journey and it's sustainable i love it so yeah underneath all of this flip-flopping and irregularity and all these pieces and you know <laughs> this stuff that doesn't feel like it's quite coming together yet rest assured that your style is coming together it absolutely is coming together and it's okay for you not to see it yet you know as long as you're showing up faithfully consistently that's the key consistency of search is key faithfulness in search so you can just make a pile just awaken to this first response this reaction what do i love why do i love it how can i bring more of that how can i play with it play 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 is just everything in this um yeah finding your style allowing yourself complete freedom that's what play is complete freedom this is grace this is mercy this is love give it to yourself Give yourself complete freedom, unloaded playtime. And I love that, um, the Vincent van Gogh quote that says, what is done in love is done well. This is why it's so important to stay in love, stay out of judgment, stay in love. Everything you do will be relevant somehow. It may not seem like it yet, but at some stage, pieces will fall together and it will just take your breath away. And the reach is far greater and deeper than you'll ever know. The reach of what you put out coming from this authentic search is far greater and deeper than you'll ever know. Because you can't know someone else's journey and experience and, and they're, they're receiving of what you're putting out and they're processing and then they're transmitting. You know, we, we forget how we're all connected. We forget the amazing impactability, is that a word, <laughs> that we have on each other. So staying in love, in your search, in your process, the freedom and the mercy, the faithfulness in search. This will mean that whatever you're doing will have relevancy and lots of times in a way that you could never have expected. So lean into that. 
lean into that kind of search. Forget the strategizing and the formalizing and the trends and the expectations, you know, in a commercial kind of sense. Come back to the truth and the value of you experiencing and having something to express with regard to your experiences. Come home to yourself. You are precious and true and it's all there. It just is there. It just is. (laughs) It's always been there, just waiting, you know, and we suffer without uh, acting from this. You know, (laughs) this is our purpose really. And to come back to purpose, we come back to our creativity. We come back to our receiver, processor, transmitter function. We come back to just what is. It's already here. We come back to the purity of of that as an experience that is as simple and unloaded as breathing in air. We come back to it. There's another quote. Just have to reach out my hand for it. By being yourself. You put something wonderful in the world that was not there before. This is a quote by Edwin Elliott. Isn't that beautiful? By being yourself, you put something wonderful in the world that was not there before. You know this. You know what other people put into the world and what it means to you. It can be make or break, the difference between life or death. You know, and when you lose somebody, you get a real sense of of what has gone, you know, what what expression, what extra (laughs) that was in your life before is not there now. And you have the same. Come home to yourself. So uh, I hope that you're hearing me because if you're feeling a stirring as you listen, like this is the call, it's calling you, <laughs> this part that's lying latent underneath all the obligations and expectations and strategies and demands, all that hustle. <laughs> it's still calling, it's still waiting. So if you're inspired, if you're feeling motivated, you know the thing. You've got to act on it. It's the bucket of water. Like you've been drenched with a bucket of water and it's important to move on it before you dry up, okay? <laughs> Don't waste the water. We need your growth. We need your growth. I can't even begin to explain what a difference what you put into the world, what you receive and process and transmit, what it's going to mean to us. It's pivotal. And now is our time. (laughs) I hope this has served you. Don't waste the water. Move on it. We need your growth. Bye for now. Nope, hang on, just one more thing. If this has impacted you, please share it. Share it. We need more people. We need more people coming alive to their their authentic search and their truth and the sustainability of this. We're tired. We're tired of, of this rehashing and all the, you know, just all this strategizing and and failing and not being able to see what we're doing, being all confused and worrying that maybe we're not adequate or worth it. 
It's just not true. So, yeah, if you feel it, please search it. <laughs> please share it. Say what it means to you. Say, um, say why you feel the need to share it. I really appreciate that. Thank you. See you next week.